Hey everyone, welcome to the House Church Podcast. This is Pastor Jamie here. I'm so glad you decided to join us for today's broadcast. Every time we come together as a church, people encounter God. So my prayer is that you too would experience His presence and hear His voice for yourself. Please enjoy today's message. Father in heaven, we, uh, we just come before you and we're so grateful for all that you're doing. And Father, we, we acknowledge that, that it's by your grace that we stand, that it's by your grace, your invitation, your, your great love that, that we even know anything, Lord. That you're the one that reveals and you're the one that authored our faith and you're perfecting it in our processes beautiful and wonderful and hard and messy at times, but, but you're in all of it, and we're so grateful. And so this morning, Lord, I, I'm just asking by your Spirit, would you please speak to us? Lord, lift the veil that we could see into your Word and that our hearts could come alive in a new way. I thank you for that, Lord. So I pray these things in Jesus' powerful and precious name. Everybody said. Amen. 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 I'll apologize ahead of time. I've had a little bit of like a frog in my throat, and so I'm trying to talk, and sometimes it catches. So if you hear me like choking up here, I'm okay. (laughs) I'll take a sip of water, clear my throat, and we'll be good. (laughs) Have you ever, uh, have you ever had this experience? You you, you go out at night, and you look up at the stars, and and, and there's something about it that just feels extra. Has this ever happened to you? You, you go up and, and, and out and, and you look at the heavens and, and you're, you know the stars. You've seen them before. You've had this, whole ex, this experience your whole life. But, but in that moment, it's like, like you're, you're trying to communicate, to commune. You, you know that the heavens, the scripture says, are, are proclaiming his glory and, and, and you're trying to understand it. I, I feel this way sometimes. I, I'm, my heart is yearning. God, you're revealing yourself in creation and I want to know what you're saying. Something so beautiful and wonderful about it. My, my family got, we got the bug. Like we got, we, we got bitten by God's majesty at some point. I don't know when it happened, but something about getting out under dark skies and looking up at the the created order of God's painting across the sky, something comes alive in us. And and we we just, I don't know, we we marvel at the majesty of it. And and so it's, it's caused journeys for us. We'll go and journey to dark sky just so we can have this experience. It might take a week of traveling to get to one night under hearing the stars sing. But there's something in this that just, I I know that the Lord is saying something. And that heartbeat of the, the twinkle of a little light in darkness, something about it, it's got my curiosity going. Insatiable. I want to know, God, what are you saying? 
Is anybody alive this morning? You might not have that experience with the stars. Maybe it's you go to the ocean. Maybe it's, it's in creation, though. In creation, his voice is talking. In creation, it's proclaiming. There's something about what God's done in the past and his word that exists in creation that causes our hearts to come alive at times. I, uh, I have, in my lifetime, I have marveled, I've looked, I've longed, I've wondered, and I've asked the deep question, God, what are you saying? And um, there is something about light in darkness that is saying something I think our generation is destined to figure out what. I think our generation is supposed to lean in, not, not just not to astronomy, but, but the marvelous nature of God's life shining in light that is going to unlock things. I know I'm speaking in riddles right now, but it'll unfold as we talk through this this morning. If you have a Bible, we're going we're gonna to look at a couple of passages of Scripture. One is in John chapter 1. And the other is in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to look at the beginning of things. When God created, when God spoke, when God released, when he unlocked. The very beginning of things tells a story that has been being told all throughout history and all throughout the scriptures. This is John chapter 1. If you've got a Bible, let's turn there. Starting in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Come on, repeat after me. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life. Come on, say life. life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God even to those who would believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of a man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He saw his glory. We saw his glory. It's the glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. There was a lot there. I know there was a lot there. 
I, I warned the first service, there are so many rabbit trails in this passage. A rabbit trail is like I'm meaning to say something and then I get distracted. Squirrel. And I just got to tell you about the squirrel because ah, there's so many of those. There's like 50 rabbit trails in that passage of scripture, okay? But there's something significant that I feel like the Lord is wanting to say. So first of all, who's the word? Who is in the beginning with the Father and all things are made through him? Jesus. Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. He was with the Father. Genesis 1, as we'll soon find out, says that the Holy Spirit was moving over the waters of the void, of the darkness, of the, the uncreated. The Holy Spirit's moving over the waters. The scripture says that Jesus is the word and everything came into being through him. And there's the Father. You have the Trinity right there. John 1, Trinity. Genesis 1, the Trinity from the very beginning. And now John, the apostle, is retelling the creation story in his version. Because we now know who the word is. It's Jesus. In Jesus was life. The scripture says that God put on flesh and dwelled among us. God, the creator, the life of heaven, put on flesh. And when people saw Jesus, when they saw him, the life inside of him was like light to them. Light shining forth into darkness. Light had appeared among men lying in darkness. I love this phrase that light shines. That, that little phrase there, it has this beautiful picture to it. It's this. It's the description of a star being born. It was darkness, and then the light appeared. And when we saw the light, we knew by the movement of the Spirit that something was afoot. God's doing something. When the star appeared, the light was released, and the Spirit is brooding, is moving over the waters. And when we saw the light appear, the Spirit is prompting and moving, we knew that God was doing something, yeah? That's the picture. And isn't it so wonderful, it's so beautiful? What happened when Jesus was born? Quite literally, a star appeared. Isn't that amazing? It shone. It, it shined into the darkness. The eternal life of heaven shined just like a star popping out of the darkness. You know, I love that story. The, it's just the Christmas story. And we're not that far past it. Anybody saw their Christmas tree up? Just anybody? A few of us? Yeah, come on. Do you know, you know, in, uh, in, I, so I've, I have spent a lot of time in Asia. Do you know that in some of those countries, they begin selling, celebrating Christmas in September and it just keeps on going. I think we should pick that habit up. I love this story because it says that there were men in the East, wise men, who saw the star appear, and then what begins to happen? They start a two-year journey across land from several nations over 
they began to journey to follow the star because they knew that there was a God thing happening. A two-year journey. By the time the wise men show up, Jesus is two years old. The star appears in the east, and they begin to follow it because something is stirring in their hearts. And I want to propose to you today that the Holy Spirit has been moving over the waters of the uncreated, the ones who are are yet in darkness. The Holy Spirit's been brooding over people, moving in their life, stirring them, so that when they see little specks of light in the distance, they begin to find their way towards the Christ. Holy Spirit was moving in those wise guys all the way back then. And they started traveling towards to discover the Messiah. Incredible. I have had this experience many times. I am the father of eight children. Amazing kids. Every single one of them is brilliant. But not always great at putting away their toys and stuff, okay? And there have been times in my life, tell me if you've ever had this experience, where there is a dark room you have to navigate. And there is no light. And you have to navigate your way across. And you know, you know that you know. You know that you know when you're knower that there is a Lego minefield. <laughs> Coffee tables and whatever else, right? And, and you, you, you just need to get across the room, right? And you might say, well, Pastor Jamie, why don't you just turn on the light? But when you're tired and you don't want to have your eyes blasted out, You just go, I got this. And you begin to navigate. But there are many woes and sorrows and pits that fall (laughs) to people who try to guide themselves in darkness. You need the light. All right, look at your neighbor and go, hey, you need the light. And let me tell you, isn't it amazing? It's so amazing to me that all you need, I mean, you don't need a lot of light. There can be an LED on some power cord across the room. And with that one little speck of light, you can navigate yourself to it, your destination. This thing, the stars, the navigation by stars, you know, I, I, like I said before, I, I got a little bit of passion around this. I'm excited about this kind of stuff. It just makes me intensely curious. You know that when you're on the open seas, I have a dear friend who's passed. He's already in glory. He's waiting. He's cheering us on. And, uh, and he was a wonderful part of this church. But one of the things that he left me, part of inheritance, was his astrolabe. He was a sailor, and he would go out on the open seas. He'd cross oceans with a little device that would just navigate by one star. The fixed point of reference allows you to navigate across an ocean. One little LED in the sky, and you get there. So I have this, this device. It's sitting in my office. You ever come for a visit, you ask to see it, right? But it's, it's incredible. The little... That, my friends, is the process of every nation, every people, every person in creation. That light has appeared, that the creation is talking and singing, that that the Lord has been leading people, even of other nations, even other tongues, even non-Christians. God has released promises. He has been moving over the waters 
He's been speaking and touching lives and he's guiding them towards the hope of Christ. It's all been happening in the background. You know that darkness is not evil. Please, let me invite you into a point of view that will change your life. Darkness is not evil. In the scriptures, when it talks about darkness, we're not talking about darkness, you know, like evil. We're talking about ignorance. It is the void of light. That is what darkness is. The light is revelation. It's truth. It's clarity. It is God telling truth. And those who lie in darkness experience many woes and many pain. And it's not that all darkness, like there's evil hiding out in there, for sure. But for the most part, y'all, instead of thinking about someone in darkness, a nation in darkness, a people group, instead of thinking about enemies, instead of thinking about evil, start to consider that they may just not know something. Start to consider. Let this be a part of your thinking. That instead of accusing and making an enemy out of somebody who just doesn't know the truth, that God has been speaking and moving over their lives too and drawing them towards truth. And so as believers, what's our job? Is our job to make enemies out of people or is our job to shine the light? consider those things, it'll change the way you for sure listen to the news. God's at work in our generation big time. There's so much God's doing. I'm excited about it. The scripture says that the darkness did not comprehend. That word to comprehend, it means it did not receive the benefit of the light. So I want you to see this, okay? Because in the very beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he spoke light. We're going to read that in a second. And the word created, the word Jesus is a part of this. The displaying, the release of the voice of God into creation that reveals his nature, who he is. That's why we can literally say there is nobody who is ignorant to the reality of God. They may not hear or comprehend, have received, because they haven't heard. Are you alive? So you're taking the journey? Come on. When it says that the, the darkness did not comprehend, it literally means when when somebody who was ignorant saw the light, they didn't receive benefit from it because they didn't understand. That's what it means. And so God, from the very beginning, released his story across the sky, proclaiming his glory. In creation, his voice has been singing and telling people who he is and his nature. It can be plainly seen. But people in ignorance don't always understand what they're seeing. Not evil, ignorant. 
darkness. Don't understand. You can't benefit from something unless you understand it. Unless truth is unlocked. Are you alive this morning? Come on. Keep taking the journey. Here we go. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light and said it was good. And God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning on day one. So day one, what does God create? Light. Interesting to note that the sun, the moon, and the stars are not created till day four. Which tells you the vessel is not what's creating the light. Come on. You got to stay agile in this one. We're going to do some hoops, do some jumping, some cartwheels through the truth. Here we go. Woo! It's going to be fun. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. It was in darkness. Have you ever known somebody in ignorance created of God, but, but the life of heaven isn't flowing in them or through them yet? And who is brewing over them? Who's moving over their life before the word comes to them? Who's already at work in the formless and void in darkness? The Holy Spirit. Don't you dare tell me that God's not moving in a nation that you are calling evil. Don't you dare tell me. that. Don't you dare point out a group of people who you go, oh, they're just evil. No, God is moving in their life, and they may be interpreting it incorrectly. They may be struggling. They may, in ignorance and in pain, be doing evil things. They may be tormented. There's a whole bunch of stuff that can be happening, but the Holy Spirit is moving over their life. And the way to truth is by agreeing with what God is saying about them, not accusing them of evil. If you want to see a move of God in your family, stop accusing. You want to see a move of God in your family, stop assuming they have a wrong or evil motive. <laughs> start assuming that God is already moving in their life, and now start to open your eyes to look to find it. You got a kid who's rebellious? Come on, look to see where God's already moving in their life and partner with that. Bring it back to hope. Bring it back to light. Is there really a hopeless case? <laughs> hmm. God loves you so much. He loves you so much. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've done, but man, guilt, shame, regret, that stuff's got to go. That, that stuff's just keeping you from experiencing life. God isn't seeing it that way. He wants you to get released. I, I love this passage because it gives me such hope for anybody who is in this creation, anybody who's been made in God's image. 
They might be in darkness, but it's not their end state. It doesn't have to be. Everybody is on a journey. Everybody's on a journey. Hmm. God spoke through the word. Who's the word? Jesus. Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw it and said it was good. John said, in Jesus was life, and that life was the light. Isn't it amazing? The sun, the moon, and the stars are not created. <laughs> They're not there. But God released life into the creation, and the response of it is light. You are a vessel. You are not the creation of the light shining from your life. You're a vessel. You are like a sun. You are not the source of light. You might think, oh, I just did this good deed, and look at how good it was, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if you ever have these dumb thoughts. Sometimes they happen to me. A lot less these days, right? But, but I'm not the origination. You might thank me for being obedient, but if God touched your life through me, it wasn't me. Come on. Yeah? <laughs> life, like lights, transforming people. I want to put some things, some ideas together here. Just want you to think about this. God separated the light and the darkness. Called the light day, the darkness night. If you want an interesting study, this is a rabbit trail. I can't go down it today. Quit arguing with me. If you want the rabbit trail, look up the concept of light and darkness. Just look it up. Do a word search. Light and darkness. You're going to find some really, really, really amazing thoughts coming from the scripture about light and darkness. When you think about it in these terms, God separated the light from the darkness. John said, remember, Apostle John said that the life within Jesus was the light to men. Light was good. And God separated light from darkness because darkness could not or would not or did not receive the benefit of the light. That's what it said. Light came into the world. Benefit was offered. But not everybody would receive that benefit. And it is a hard conversation, but it is the truth. It is a difficult conversation, but it is the truth. This is one of the reasons why I believe at the end of life there is something called eternal separation from God. Because God, from the very beginning, separated light or those who would receive light and the benefit of the light that has come into the world and darkness, those who would remain and refuse to receive the benefit of the light that came into the world. It's an experience of our own making. It is not... God causing something. It's the choice of the human to receive or to not. I want to be motivated to preach the gospel. I do. But I have found myself in this last season 
unable to be motivated by the tactics of religion over the last 50 years. They're distasteful to me. And so even though I know that there is a world that is desperate to hear the interpretation of the light so that they can come into their God encounter, I also know that it is very difficult for me, wired as I am, to find motivation in a system that I actually think might need to be torn down. That God's doing something in our generation that's different. And so Holy Spirit is moving in culture. And maybe what is needed is for us to come alongside of what God has been promising people groups and been talking to them about. And instead of telling people they're wrong and that they need it because they're going to die and go to hell. We could see every person on a journey come alongside their journey and help them to see and understand that when Jesus speaks, when they see the light, when they correctly interpret that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, that what they're experiencing is Jesus and that all you got to do is receive Jesus. We partner. We, 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 we preach the gospel because it fulfills all of the journey that God's been taking them on. We stop creating enemies of people in darkness and we go, oh, they're on, a they're on a journey and I can partner with their journey. Hmm. <laughs> Matthew 4. Let's, let's, we got two more. Two more verses. Matthew 4. We're not there yet. We'll get there. Matthew 4, verse 12. When Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, remember in that first passage, it said that John the Baptist was testifying of the light. He was pointing it out because people were misunderstanding. They're going, hey, the light is in the world. Look, right over there, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's pointing at Jesus. John the Baptist is there preaching, and he's preaching a sermon. That sermon is this. Every time he preaches, he's preached, it's recorded. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's John's message, over and over and over. Repent. Change your mind. That's what repent means, to change your mind. Change your mind, for the kingdom of heaven is not far off. It's here and now. John's preaching this over and over. Change your mind. You're thinking about God's involvement in creation incorrectly. You're thinking about it wrong. And if you'll see it right, you'll get to participate. It's not far off. It's right here, right now. God's doing something. When Jesus heard that John had been taken into custody, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth, and he came and he settled in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill the word 
spoken through the prophet Isaiah. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. That word Gentiles means ethnos. It's people groups. It's, there's a lot of culture going on in that region. By way of the Jordan, excuse me, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Okay, so John the Baptist, that's his sermon. And he's been preparing the way for Jesus to be revealed. That's what he's doing. And he keeps saying to everybody in Israel, hey, we're thinking about this wrong. Because it's here. It's right now. We're thinking about this wrong. We got we to change the way we are considering the truth that we know. Because if you will shift how you're seeing it, something will open up to you. That's what he keeps saying. And when Jesus saw that John had been put in prison, he knew that it's his time now. Jesus saw that John was being put in prison, so that sermon's not going to get preached anymore. And so he knew he had to start preaching it. Isaiah told him exactly where he's supposed to live, so he went ahead and he went down to Galilee. So he's at the Sea of Galilee. Okay, have anybody been to Israel? Wave, wave at me real quick. Okay. My experience, I've been to Israel two times. One, the first time was when I was 19 years old. I'm about to go into the military. And, and it's the week of me going to basic training. But my dad had planned this trip for his church at the time. And he asked me to come with. It's this opportunity. It's amazing. And I'm thinking to myself, awesome. I'll just go and I'll dip halfway through. No big deal. Head off to basic training. Jet lagged. Great idea. Right? And so I went, and I'll tell you, it was, it, it was an experience that unlocked my brain. Because I went to the Sea of Galilee. When you, when you hear the Sea of Galilee, in my mind, I was thinking Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> sea of Galilee. Big ocean. It's a sea for crying out loud. Isn't that what it is? When I got there, and I looked across a lake that is smaller than the lakes that I grew up on. I realized, like lakes in Minnesota, many of them are bigger than the Sea of Galilee, okay? Right? Isn't it hard to think like this? You're like, what? Are you kidding me? When I got there, I, I went, this is what I thought to myself. I wonder what else I'm thinking about incorrectly. I, I wonder how many things I have made assumptions about based on my own experience, but were not the truth. And look at that. Look at, I, wonder, I wonder how much of my paradigm has me not being able to understand what God's saying. I was literally needing to change the way I'm thinking because God was trying to say stuff to me 
But because I was unable to change the way I think, I needed light to shine. And then I changed the way I was thinking. And then suddenly it's like a key that unlocks a puzzle. Boom. And then you can see it. And you understand what God's saying. Over and over and over. This is what Jesus is preaching. He goes, hey, we're thinking about God's kingdom incorrectly. And because of that, we're still lying in darkness, ignorance. But a great light has come. Who is that light? Who has come to Galilee? It's the life that's in Jesus shining greatly so that people can understand what God was saying. Are you with me here? Okay. I've had many times in my life where I'll have a dream or maybe a prophetic word or, or I, I just, I know the Lord is speaking to me, but it sounds like a riddle. Has anybody ever had this? I know you're talking, God, but what sayest thou? <laughs> right? And, and there have been times where I'll have like a God dream and I'll write it down. And, but, but I have come to realize that God dreams, that when God gives you a dream, anybody ever a God dream? Wave at me. Come on. Don't, proud. Come on. All right, look around. You're not crazy. Lots of people. God's talking. <laughs> okay? But God dreams... Like, you need to interpret them. Like, it's a gift to interpret tongues. And if you assume and, and you, you, you get it wrong, you don't get the right result. And so I'll have a God dream, and I'll assume I know what it's saying, and I'll try to act on it or try to do it or whatever, and then there's no result. I don't, I, it didn't, I wonder what that was about. And I just put it up on my wonder shelf, you know, signs and wonders. Signs point the way, you get it, that one's easy. Wonders just make you scratch your head, I wonder. <laughs> okay, so I put, I put the dream up, I write it down, it's there. Can I tell you how many times in my life that hindsight is 2020? I will, I'll go back and I'll revisit some dream and God walked me through it and I now understand. And, and it, it's like, oh, that's what you were saying. Incredible. And then the life that he meant suddenly surges in me. And now I have light to, to steer my life. I know what I'm supposed to do all the time. This is our experience. Y'all, interpreting correctly, seeing it, understanding it, the benefit comes when you understand Lastly, Isaiah, last verse today. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are awesome. Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Behold, Darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness the people. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. And the nations, the ethnos, will come to your light and kings or authority figures to the brightness of your rising. Arise. That word is a powerful word. 
Arise is to stand, of course, you get it, right? Arise, stand up. Why? Because your light came. But you know that that word is an imperative. It's a verb that's like, you are involuntarily rising. This is not a decision mechanism. I have preached it incorrectly in the past where I've said, so that you should choose to rise up and do something. No, that's not what this is. This is the light of God caused you to finally see yourself for who God really made you to be. And you went, holy cow, wow, you, there you are. This is, this is you. This is, I was blind, and now I see. I don't have language. I can't tell you. I just know, blah, here I am. Arise. You're going to take a stand. Why? Because lights come. The glory is risen upon you. His goodness is being seen on you. You're enlightened by Jesus. Light comes in. You go, it's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. And as soon as you connect that dot, not before, but as soon as you do, the real version of you can finally stand up. Until you come into the light of his glory, you will not be able to fully become who God made you to be. Listen, know thyself. I know you took an Enneagram, you took the Myers-Briggs, a disc assessment. You've got all the tools out there. You know who you are. I know how I'm wired, Pastor. I know this. No, you're standing in darkness and you can't see yourself. And as soon as the light of Christ dawns in your life, as soon as the spirit of revelation, Holy Spirit, lights you up, you will now see yourself the way that God sees you. You will now be able, be transformed into his likeness as you see him. As soon as you see all those things you think you know about yourself suddenly come alive. You were blind before and now you see. The light makes it inevitable. The light confirms your identity. It validates who you are. The real you shows up when the glory rests on you. It establishes, it builds, it binds you to purpose. It proves, it fulfills, it ratifies, it establishes and sets you up to become the person God made you to be. That is what that word means, to arise. Shine, your light came. As soon as you meet Jesus, life starts to make sense. He is the fulfillment of everything that has happened in your life so far. He's the promise maker. He will fulfill destiny. I'm telling you, it's Jesus. I don't know what your question is, but the Sunday school answer is Jesus. It may be difficult. I, I just, I feel like we, 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 we're fighting the last 50 years of church, churchianity. But the answer, the answer to the test, the answer to, to nations, ethnosis, journeys, is not to, to label them other and then try to conquer. We went over that last week. It's to understand that the Spirit is moving over them, to partner with their journey 
and lead them to Jesus, who is the fulfillment of their promise. I can't tell you how much that changes the way you preach the gospel. You're fulfilling God's promises to people. You're not informing them of them. (laughs) There's your Twitter moment or whatever that was. I don't know. Darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness the people, okay? Ignorance covers people and prevents them from knowing who God made them to be. From them knowing their heavenly father. But the Lord will rise upon you. The nations will come to your light, right? As you shine in darkness. Remember, what does that look like? It looks like a star. Pop. There you are. And all you need is a little LED across the room. I wonder what happens when you show up like, <laughs> like the sun in darkness. Where, where the brightness of your rising, of you are realizing who God made you to be, and that is going to enable your whole community to figure out who God made them to be. You're a key to other people's puzzles. I'm just, I'm telling you, this thing, it's so brilliant. It's so beautiful. God is a masterful creator. As the Lord rises upon you, ethnoses, nations, peoples will come to your light. To the brightness of your rising. As you stand up in your true identity, God's goodness is demonstrated through your life. And people get attracted to it, and they figure out who they are too. It's the gospel, y'all. It's the gospel. It's not difficult, and it doesn't need to be religious and controlling, and you have to do this, this, and this. No, literally, it's like, hey, receive Jesus. Let his goodness transform your life, and then just do life and watch him shine. I mean, seriously, the life of heaven in you is the light to other people. You are a city on a hill that cannot be denied. You're a lamp that can't be put under a bushel. No. (laughs) Okay. So in conclusion, just stand to your feet. I'm telling you, there's so many rabbit trails here. You just don't even know. I do want to ask you one question as we're concluding, and then we're going to pray, okay? The question is this. I wonder how many things I have believed were for the sweet by and by. Believed were... For heaven one day. If you've ever had a loved one pass into glory, if you've ever had a friend who you know is in heaven, you're at a funeral, and I know what we mean by this. I do. I've done so many funerals, too many funerals. But when we're at a funeral, we talk about how, oh, they're... They're finally free to be who God always made them to be. 
the chains are broke off of them. The restrictions of this fragile frame are gone. They're dancing in heaven. There's joy. All of that. I get it. Fullness of joy. All of that. And I know what we mean by those things. But I wonder, friend, I wonder how many things I have pushed off for eternity as if that's where the fulfillment is. And and I'm just needing to think about it differently because I got some stuff messed up because the kingdom of heaven is at hand, not far off. Maybe some of these promises are meant for you for now. Would you put a hand on your own heart? Oh, Lord, you're so good. You're so good to us, Lord. Father, today I am asking, I am praying in the precious name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit would give us revelation. You would pull the veil off of our eyes. That we would see the truth. We would see and know There are some here today who you have grown up in church. You've been a part of church your whole life. And I want to ask you a question. When you come to know Jesus, when you are born again of spirit, there is a light switch of revelation that that clicks on and and it starts to change everything about what you see and view. It's not achieved by knowing the Bible more. It's because the Holy Spirit caused you to be born again. And so, friend, if, if, if you've been on a religious journey, but you'd say to me, Pastor Jamie, I'm not sure that has ever happened in my life. I, I just want to invite you today just to begin to think about this differently because This experience is actually for here and now. God wants to cause his spirit to fill your life and change, transform your life. The real version of you has yet to come. You would say to me, Pastor Jamie, I know there's a better version of me. And I would say, you bet there is. It's in spirit. It's as you walk with him and start to see differently and he'll unlock it to you. There's so much promise for you. But you have to, you have to. When you hear him knocking, respond. You have to open the door. You got to talk with him. You got to open your life to receive. So don't be afraid today. Lord Jesus, we hear you knocking. Every one of us is on a journey, Jesus. We hear you knocking on the door of our hearts, the door of our lives. And so Jesus, today we choose to open the door of our hearts. Come on, would you just just prophetically, like you got your hand on your heart, just open the door. Lord, come, teach us, speak to us, lead us, guide us, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus even more. As we see you, Jesus, we also step into the light. Lord, come and have your way in this church. Fill our hearts full of this the life of heaven, the light of God, that, that the people that we bump into could, would, would begin to see light and, and know who they are too. 
Lord, I thank you. You've led us to the promise of Christ Jesus. And Lord, we lift him up. That if we lift Jesus up, all men will gather to him. And so we do that today, Lord. We lift Jesus up in our life. We point to him. He is the fulfillment. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're working in our families. Can you just acknowledge that today? Come on, just hang with me just another 30 seconds, okay? Lord, you're at work in our families. Come on, just, just pray that even. God, I know you're working in my family. You're, you're moving over the hearts of loved ones, even the ones that don't know you, Lord. They've denied you. They're they're prodigals. They've gone their own way. Where there's brokenness and where there's pain, Lord, you're moving over those things. And you're wanting to speak light and life into them. And so, Father, I am inviting you. Jesus, I open the door of my home to you. Not just my life. I open the door of my home to you. Come on, would you do that this morning? Jesus, I invite you into my home life, into my family. Come, Lord. Be the light of life to them, too. Jesus, we open the door of our businesses to you. Come be the senior partner. Jesus, we open the door to our money. We open the door, Lord, to our relationships. We open the door to our work. We open the door, Jesus, to our, our city. Come on, the city of Egan. We open the door of it to you, Jesus. Come. Come rule and reign. Come be the light in our society. Jesus, we open the door to you, Lord, in our region, in our state in our nation. We open the door to you, Lord, in the law, amongst the justice system, amongst the ethnos. Lord, we open the door to you. Come, Jesus, be the light of life. Do it through us, Lord. Do it through every believer. Lord, that people who are in ignorance, who are stuck in ignorance, who don't know that they could see clearly that the veil would be pulled, that they too might become who you made them to be. We thank you, Jesus, for these things. We thank you, Jesus, for these things. <laughs> oh, man. Come on, can you just say thank you to the Lord this morning? We thank you, Lord. God. Now, Father, I bless your people. I bless your people. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord's countenance and the light of his face be towards you. May his grace be a blessing. Open doors, add favor to your life. May his shalom, the peace of God, guard your hearts and minds. If you would walk in this peace, be kept in this peace. Oh, friends and advance his rule his kingdom in the precious and mighty name of Jesus we pray these things and if you dare to agree with them he said yeah. come on can we give a good clap to the Lord this morning thanks for listening to this week's sermon it's our hope that God touched your life in a truly meaningful way and if you were impacted please let us know by writing a review or share it with friends if you'd like more information on The House Church, we would love to connect you with our community. Please visit us at ithehouse.org for more information. We'll see you next week.